Hey everyone, welcome to episode 128 of the Crowdfunding Uncut podcast. We are in the middle of our top 10 favorite episode countdown uh, that we are dropping right up until May 15th when we are launching a brand new podcast and a new brand. So to keep in the know with that as well as grab new resources for your crowdfunding campaign or even product launch, you should head over to kirsten.com, which is K-H-I-E-R-S-T-Y-N, Com. Apart from that, this is one of my personal favorite episodes because I know um, the question I get asked a lot is whether you need a Kickstarter video, which is obviously yes. Um, and I have one of the masters on the show, Daryl Eves. So he was the he was the brains behind Squatty Potty, which is a um, absolutely viral marketing video, not Kickstarter, but all of the top Kickstarter campaigns follow follow a very specific formula. And Daryl Eves being the master of scripting and putting great product videos together that get millions of views and not only that, but millions of dollars of sales from his videos, um, we're going through the step-by-step method of how to craft your Kickstarter video script. So this is one where you absolutely want to take notes. And uh, I had to bring it back, of course. So apart from that, uh, let's dive straight into this episode with Daryl Eves, where we are going to cover how Daryl Eves uses the power pitch formula to create captivating videos that educate, entertain, inspire, and sell millions of dollars worth of product. Welcome to Crowdfunding Uncut. This is the place where incredible project creators show you how they launch their products online using the world's largest crowdfunding engines, such as Indiegogo and Kickstarter. Hey, thanks for checking in. This is Kirsten, and this is episode 40. Today, I wanted to take a look at one of my favorite projects. It's actually not crowdfunding, and the reason why I've brought this guy onto the show is because he is a video marketing strategist. So Daryl Eves is responsible for 1.8 billion, uh, yeah, I said that, billion YouTube views. And what he does, he works with brands to help them create awesome videos that convert to sales. So he's helped brands create their identity and also translate into millions of dollars worth of sales. And how is this relevant to crowdfunding? Well, crowdfunding, the person who comes to your page is making most of their purchasing decision based on your video. And if you cannot create a video that converts and convinces your prospect that this is something that they want or they want to support, then your campaign is dead in the water. And we just can't have that. So today, Daryl's going to come onto the show to help us look into how to create a video that converts and translates into sales so that you can have a successful crowdfunding raise. Hey, Daryl, I'm really excited to have you on the show today. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. So looking over some of your stuff, I think you're, in my eyes, most famous for Squatty Potty. But I think that you're the best person to explain what you do. So why don't you just go into what a video marketing strategist is and how you got into the field Well, I don't know if I'm actually a video marketing strategist, but that's the title that's probably closest to me, (laughs) I guess. But uh, what I actually do uh, for a living, been doing it for a very long time, is I like to find ways to generate traffic and convert that traffic into money. 
And the best way that I've found to do that, regardless of what the project is, is for video. So that's why the title is Video Marketing Strategist, I guess. Well, you do have to call yourself something. <laughs> yeah, just not like <laughs> What for do dinner. you do? <laughs> yeah. So how long have you been working with video? Well, uh, from the beginning, I, I uh, basically was going through college and – looking for different opportunities. I didn't, I, I got my degree in public relations and advertising. And so we, we did a lot of video work then. And, you know, I played around with video uh, long before that as well. And, you know, for me, it was about, you know, getting my dream job, which was just uh, work as a hospital administrator. I know that seems pretty funny, but um, that's what I wanted to do. And I, I got an internship and uh, turned into a full-time position and, uh, ended up realizing that I didn't really like working for someone that didn't appreciate my work. Because what, what I did was in six months, I was able to save them $680,000. And I just asked for a $10,000 a year raise. And they're like, oh, no, you'll be making more than your, you know, your supervisor. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> so I knew right then and there I needed to get out. And so <clears throat> I looked for other opportunities. And I told my wife, and we just had a brand new baby. And she's like, oh, I don't know. You know, we need the security. And I'm like, I just can't do this. I just, I need motivation. And if somebody doesn't appreciate me, um, it's going to be very hard to do that. And she says, well, whatever you do, just don't go into business for yourself. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and uh, three months later, we went into business for ourselves. But uh, it, it was fun. And, and we learned a lot. That was back in 1999. And what I started doing uh, with the business was, uh, traffic generation. I, I wanted to get people to get traffic to their websites and I design their websites and program and do a lot of internet marketing. And I was looking for every solution possible that would, would get people to convert, to get people to, to take action. Uh, cause I felt like the more action that I had, uh, you know, the more money I'd make because I got a percentage that those are the types of deals that we were working. We'd get a percentage of everything that was happening. Plus we had a base. And in 2005, I was on Craigslist of all places and I was looking for some office furniture and I saw this, this ad that says, hey, you could, you could win a, a big old iPod. Well, they call it an iPod, but it was like that big brick iPod in 2005. Oh, yes. I remember that. And I went to this site. It was called YouTube. And I'm like, oh, this is really cool. And I was like checking it out and they says, if you invite 100 of your friends – you know, you can get that, that iPod. So I just, I literally spammed all my friends and got an iPod. And um, I, I, just, I just loved it. And in 2006, I started to see that a lot of those videos were ranking very easily. I didn't do anything, but they'd show up on Google. And in late 2006 is when Google actually bought them. And it, they pretty much, um, you know, integrated it with their algorithm. And those videos are super duper easy to rank. And so... Uh, back in 2006, I, I ranked 828 videos on page one of, of Google uh, for local businesses because <laughs> uh, they were just converting so high. Uh, it was just easy to rank and it was easy to generate that traffic. And um, believe it or not, believe it or not, that 80% of them are still on page one um, since, you know, it's almost been, it's almost literally been uh, 10 years. And the great thing about it is there's a lot of opportunity with that. And so I, I, I looked at that opportunity and I kind of jumped full, you know, full uh, all in in that. And uh, I think where it really started to make sense and really see the power of what video can actually do 
uh, was was two parts. The first one um, was uh, one of my clients who was a pest control company was spraying for uh, you know doing his job, and it was in a piano store. And the, the owner of the piano store says, "Hey, do you know anybody that knows YouTube and marketing and websites? Um, we really need some help." And uh, before you know it. Um, I was introduced to him because he says, you got to check him out. He's made me so much money, uh, just got me a lot of appointments. And so I, I met down with the, with them, and I, I saw that they had something unique. Um, they were trying to sell pianos by putting the pianos out in the world <laughs> and playing the pianos just in beautiful scenes. And uh, so we just started there, and, and they had some pretty aggressive goals. And, you know, we just put a marketing plan together and, and helped them. And they're, they're super-duper talented. And they ended up getting uh, about 2.1 million subscribers in 18 months and over 300 million video views and literally changed their career. They shut down the piano store and just became full-time musicians. And if you haven't heard of the piano guys, you can definitely check them out. They're all over the world. So yeah, I'll put a link to that. That's, I'll tell you what. That's kind of how I got started. Um, you know, And I saw the power that video can actually do. And, and with that project and other projects, I was able to see, you know what, if, if you really want to get your message across, the best way to do that outside of in person uh, is, is definitely through video, definitely through video. And what the crazy thing is, uh, is there's uh, an element um, that you can learn from that would really help you uh, engage the viewer and take them through the process so that they're able to really make a good decision or do what you want. Because every video that we make, there's, there's some type of CTA, there's some type of call to action. Mm -hmm. It could be as small as subscribe or as complex as buy something very expensive. You know, it just really depends on, on the video, but that's, that's basically how I got into it. And I haven't really looked back from there. I, I was hand selected by YouTube. Um, in the early stages over three years ago to be a part of their certification program and um, went in, I went back to, to YouTube itself and, and went through uh, their little testing and training and that they had. And it was a pretty tough test. It's probably one of the tougher tests I've taken at that time. Um, and uh, there was like 30 some odd people in the class and there's only three of us that actually passed the test. And so oh, there's wow. like, yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's, it's, it's a pretty, pretty thing. And it, it became, Really interesting because I've had unique opportunities work with some great brands like Red Bull, Adobe, uh, NBC, ESPN, um, you know, uh, and then also some of the biggest uh, YouTube channels in the world. And it's been great. It's been it's been super fun. And I learned uh, a ton. And and ultimately, you know, when I'm called in, it's generally to, hey, we need some traffic generated an audience developed and then convert that traffic into money. And it's just basically all the same. It really is. It's just you got to have a good understanding of what video can actually do and what resonates with, with the, the bulk of the people. And uh, it just kind of goes from there. And then just as of last week, I celebrated 1.8 billion video views that we've helped oh, generate. Amazing. So. Congratulations. I was going to ask you about um, what your total viewage was, but beat me to it. Yep. Well, there we go. So that that's that's basically how I got into it. Okay. And one uh, one thing I, I want to know is uh, I came across your work mainly through Squatty Potty, which is one of my favorite commercials. It's a very unique, creative video that uh, it 
it doesn't make fun of the potty thing, but it's, it's just really tastefully done. I'm going to put a link to that. Um, but as an example, I'd love to understand a bit more of the work you do when a brand like Squatty Potty brings you on. Okay, so that one I was I, I was hired by the Harmon Brothers to to help out. So uh, what that means is I was the executive producer, project lead, and um, Jeffrey Harmon had an idea um, to to sell uh, to sell the Squatty Potty, um, and it was a brilliant idea. It w- it wasn't flushed out, and no pun intended on that one. Um, it was a very rough idea, but you know we were pulled in. Uh, myself was pulled in with along with his brother Daniel, and we really kind of flushed it out completely. Where um, you know it's getting the right people to make sure the right elements were in play, and we knew that you know one of the most difficult things. It's just gross, but it's a difficult thing to sell something that's colon related or anything that's bathroom related. You know, and and keep it so that it can build a a brand and a product. And honestly, it's like um, there's not a lot of people that would just uh, jump at that opportunity. I know when when that first happened, um, they the the owners of the company um, who was just on Shark Tank, uh, you know, the year prior, uh, and they did get picked up. And Lori Grenier, um, they they basically said, absolutely not. This this would hurt your brand. This wouldn't do it. But the CEO just said, you know what, there's something about this. And, and you know, there's some banter back and forth on, you know, you know if it's going to work or not. And they are looking at other places. And so he finally pulled the trigger. Uh, but he didn't tell Lori Grenier. <laughs> he goes, we, we, we're, we're going to do this, but we're not letting her know about it. Uh-oh. And it's not, like a, it's not like a very expensive thing or a cheap thing to do. It was a very expensive thing to do. And, you know, we went through the process of, of putting that 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 ad together and really going through the process and you know we 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 met together we got the writing down uh, we had an amazing writer on it that could see the vision of what the creative looked like and you know we've worked together on several projects before so it was really easy um, to kind of anticipate the things that need to be done and then we followed a formula which I'll get back to the formula here in a second or two okay. um, and. Um, you know, about two weeks before the video was going to be released, um, we were actually in Poland, J- Jeffrey and I, both both of us are the executive producers on it. Um, and we get this message from um, Bobby, who's the CEO of the Squatty Potty. And he's like, uh, by the way, I told Lori Grenier <laughs> you know, that, that this video is coming out in a couple weeks. How'd it and go? She, like, she wasn't too happy. She She wasn't. She really wasn't happy. Um, just because I, I think more so that she was left in the dark, um, you know, but, but ultimately she didn't think it was a great idea and the, the ad came out and what was amazing from it is it just exploded and the ad took off. We, we did a release on YouTube that YouTube started to, to go into a trending apps where we got picked up a lot. We had a, a lot of, uh, you know, media strategies that was in play. Um, and then we put it on Facebook and Facebook, you know, we had 30 million views in about uh, four or five days on oh, that. Whoa. Okay. And after the first day, because um, because of the cells and I'm not going to go in really specific of the cells um, just because, you know, I signed an NDA and stuff like that. But the 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 most important thing is 
um, that they made more money times that by four than they did in previous years, just within a short amount of period of time. And it was all to do with a video that was, you know, it was um, very well done. And it took the the person through the process of really educating them mm-hmm. so that they can actually make the decision. And yeah, we do realize that people bought it for jokes and sent it out to people, but there <laughs> yeah. there were there were a lot of people that were truly educated and and it's changed their life. And the great thing about it, I think this is probably more important to us um, from from anything else is we uh, we got a note from from Lori Grenier um, just saying, hey, you know what? You guys did amazing. Uh, we have some other clients we'd love for you to work with because what you were able to do totally proves that it just exploded. And the type of online video and what you're actually able to do, if you know what you're doing, uh, it can make the biggest difference, especially when you're trying to educate, inform, and and get people to buy. Yeah. And so in terms of uh, how Squatty Potty relates to crowdfunding is that when you watch the video – the call to action is to go to the Amazon store and buy. And so there was a direct call to action to buy the product, which is where the investment into the video and the team to create this really turns into sales. So if a video is done properly, it, that's where you make your, your ROI back. And... Yeah. And they were able to make their ROI. And this is, like I said, a very expensive uh, commercial. They were able to turn that around in 18 minutes or I'm sorry, 18 hours. Yeah. Which is, which is so. awesome. And with any crowdfunding campaign, the biggest investment that you should be making is in the video. And the reason for that is because when somebody lands on your Kickstarter or your Indiegogo page, they may scroll through the thousand words or so on your page. But the first thing they're going to do before they decide whether this is something that's worth their time is you're going to watch your three minute video. And if your video is done incorrectly or it doesn't have a clear call to action, or if it doesn't speak to the viewer, they're going to stop the video, leave the page, and never return. And then your campaign flops. Yeah, and it, it's going to really destroy what all the effort and time and money that you put into it. And one of the things that uh, we we got a lot of um, uh, concerned video marketing specialists telling us the video was too long. Um, and they said, look, you're, it's not going to convert. However, you know, here we had a great message. We felt like we had the elements that would take them through the process of educating them to give them the decision and um, the, the proofs in the data. And the data said 92% of the people that watched it stayed on the whole time until that call to action. And uh, most, most video marketers would say, oh, no, you need to do a 30-second spot or you need to do a minute spot. Well, that's traditional linear TV. Forget that. We're, we're talking online. If you can keep someone engaged, it could be a 10-hour one if you can keep them engaged. Just it's just a very difficult that. thing to do. So, Yeah, it, de- it depends because some, some videos can be two minutes and get the point across. Some are 10 minutes, but the whole point is keeping them engaged enough, and that's the sign of a good video, not how long it is. Exactly, exactly. So, Daryl, before you mentioned you followed a formula when you were creating Squatty Potty. Um, can you talk a bit about that? Yeah, so this is a formula that you can use on anything. And so I actually, if you go to youtube.com forward slash Daryl Eves, you're going to see that formula um, in in the videos that I actually create. Um, and the great thing about it is there's another formula for, for selling anything. Um, and it's what I call the power pitch formula. It's something that 
that infomercials have been doing for years and years and years, you know, and they've done it very effectively. And if you've ever been a student of infomercials, <clears throat> they go through the same thing every time and then it loops. It just loops the whole time and it takes the people through a process of really educating them, pulling their their uh, emotions in a little bit and then getting them to take action. But uh, the power pitch formula is really simple. It's not difficult. It's very easy to understand. The first thing that you need to do is realize that when someone plays the video, you need to capture their attention. So that's the first thing. Um, we always <clears throat> try to figure that one out last just because it's the most important thing. Because if they, if the bounce rate, if they go on and say, oh, this is not the video I'm looking for, or oh, this is just dumb and jump off, we're really concerned. Um, so we, we looked at with Squatty Potty, for example, we wanted to know exactly what would grab people's attention. And I think seeing a unicorn poop sherbet <laughs> ice cream would really grab someone's attention. And then a prince yeah. pull up the cone and start in the dialogue, mm -hmm. um, would really grab someone's attention. So that first uh, element is grabbing someone's attention and then uh, right moving into the next uh, important thing, which is talking about the problems that people face. And so whether it's crowdfunding, whether it's, um, you know, selling any product in line, you need to have, uh, you need to educate individuals of why they're going to need it. So you have to discuss the, the problem that, uh, that occurs. Okay. And you can go in depth on this, uh, with squatty potty. We went way in depth before we actually talked about the solution on it, mm -hmm. just because there was some humorous dialogue that could carry the education value, uh, across the video. Um, and so, um, once you just discuss the problem, then you, uh, offer a solution and that's the next uh, area. Now you can continue to do problem, solution, problem, solution, um, you know, where you're able to do that across the video. And it really depends on the product and how, how engaging. I know the Squatty Potty, we, we went back and forth where uh, we talked about the problem. We introduced the product, which was the solution. Uh, and we uh, also went back and dis defined a couple other problems, then offered the solution once again. And then the last couple steps are probably the most important ones. Um, if, you, if you can keep them engaged up to that point, if you captured their attention, you talked about the problem, you offer the solutions, then the next one is to kind of, kind of put icing on the cake, which is the credibility pieces. Um, and you need to have credibility pieces. Uh, and, and, and a lot of people, this is, this is probably the biggest mistake that most people do that they try to make a video that will lead to a landing page that will sell the person on the product. We don't do that. We want to make a video that will educate the person that they're ready to buy when they go to the page to buy. Because um, if, if, you, if you send them to another page and they're not all converted, like they want to buy the product, mm -hmm. they're not all in, uh, there's a higher bounce rate that, they'll, that you'll see and you'll get less conversions on it. Okay. So, okay. You got credibility piece number one, two, and three. And we've tried it with one. It just doesn't work. You know, tried it with two. It doesn't work. You have to have three credibility, three different sources of credibility. And they could be as simple as, you know, an Amazon review. It could be as simple as, you know, the people that actually loved it. Like for this case, we, we actually went through a lot of different types 
that um, of people that that gave positive comments about the Squatty Potty. Mm-hmm. Uh, even Howard Stern, you know, we 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 called him out specifically because he talked about it quite a bit on his radio program, and so. Um, we went through a lot of credibility pieces uh, appealing to different demographics that was actually watching it that would resonate. Oh, okay. This is something that's real, a real product. And then um, the call to action is the very, very end. And one of the things that you can do, and it's something that we did uh, specifically in Squatty Potty and, and other projects that we worked on, is once you get to the call to action, you can start over. You can repeat back with the problem solution and then credibility pieces and then you know, another call to action. And uh, you can take that as long as you need to, to educate the viewer. Mm -hmm. I would just be very cautious if, if it's not, if the video is not engaging, I would just go through it once and, and really get them to, to take some action. So. Okay. That makes sense. Um, I'm curious too, with uh, the credibility pieces, a lot of new project creators may not have ever sold anything online and they don't have, they think they don't have any credibility. Um, when you're just starting out with new product, what are some things you could suggest that people can use if you don't have, say, Howard Stern in your back pocket? But you can you can have it. it. It's strategically looking at who would be a good person to be our ambassador to give us a credibility piece. Let them, if this is an idea, you know, um, get a hold of them, you know, whoever that may be and and really show them uh, the product and get get some words that uh, they can put on paper or whatever whatever it is that would be great now for uh, for Kickstarter and I know a lot of the, your your listeners are really into crowdfunding and stuff like that um, those credibility pieces are important um, however it 's not as important as the problem and solution and so the problem and solution if they if you can really define on that, you just overemphasize on that. Um, on the problem and solution, if your credibility pieces isn't as strong as it, or if you can't get as many uh, credibility pieces as you can. So it's just the, the more that you can say, hey, this is a credible source. This is something that's a great idea. Um, then um, then that helps sell the product more than anything else. Uh, one, one of the, the best crowdfunding things that I that I've seen that really went through this process was um, a hammock uh, that was under your desk that could hold your feet up. I, did you ever see that one? No, I want that though. I'm telling you. So they oh. went through the whole thing. They captured their attention. They talked about the problem. They did the solution. And the credibility pieces wasn't someone that was um, you know, famous or anything like that. The credibility pieces was, hey, this is a, a real thing that happens to programmers, gamers, you know, so on and so forth that they went after their audience. And they, they were able to do it very easy without, you know, really getting someone um, of note uh, to, to be the credibility piece. And then the call to action. And they, it just exploded. It, it just exploded. That's so. amazing. And I, I find from, like, myself studying different crowdfunding videos is they will generally go between the problem and solution back and forth because they do uh, need to show the product quickly, so to speak. So... That's one um, one video format, I guess, that I'm pretty in tuned with. Yeah, the the if you ever if you're you're ever a uh, student of of crowdfunding videos, like I am, um, everyone that really takes off, they they know how to capture the attention to get you to watch the video. 
they clearly identify what the problem is. They offer the solution, but they bring they bring some credibility back to it. You know, um, the, the, just give you the perfect example of of the video. So um, there's there's a lot of different products that are introduced, drones and video cameras and stuff like that. I've, I've, I've actually purchased, you know, and they've, you know, raised millions and millions of dollars. And, it, you know, it was all about showing the attention, you know, gra- really grabbing it and then uh, really talking about how unique the product is um, and the problems that people face. But the credibility pieces um, weren't as emphasized as much as the call to action, you know, and the calls to action is, Hey, this is limited. We're not, we're not accepting everyone into it. Uh, not everyone can buy, you can get up to this point and then we're closing it off. And it created a frenzy and, you know, they sold out in the first out, uh, a day on that. So. Wow. Incredible. And one thing that's more of the, uh, the creative process is if we go back to step one, which is capturing attention, this depends on knowing the audience you're speaking to, wondering what their hopes and dreams are. I'm wondering if you have a like a exercise or, or something that you use when you start to brainstorm what a commercial or video needs to start with, with what that perfect capturing attention thing is. Yeah, you know, there's 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 whole what what you want to do is you want to look for a way to really, you know, uh, pull them into the video. So uh, when I was actually making a channel ad for my own YouTube channel at Darley, you know, youtube.com forward slash Daryl Eves, uh, it was, I have a channel ad, like if you type in who is Daryl Eves, you will see something that will grab your attention. It will either shock you <laughs> or, you know, make you disgusted, but you're going to, it's going to pull you in. Um, and the process that I go through is I'm saying, I'm thinking, you know, what could I do that would be related to the content that would would grab someone's attention, you know, and what what would be the process? And like I said, this is one of the last things that we actually think about um, before in our pre-production. Okay. Um, we really want to think about this a lot, and we probably spend more time on the capturing attention than than almost everything else that's that's a part of it. And the reason why is because if we have a high bounce rate at the beginning of the video, Mm -hmm. there's no way that they're going to be educated and entertained and uh, have that call to action, you know? So, and I I think that's a very important thing. We'll, we'll discuss this in one quick second. Just remind me the three types of videos that you can make um, for that as well. So, okay. Before I do that, because I think that's a great way to end, to end the um, podcast here, but the call to action. Now, why is it important to have one call to action in a video as opposed to like five different things? So I think the biggest thing is um, you need to be very direct. You need to tell people exactly what they need to do. And over the course of my career, I have found that the more options you give people, the less uh, likely they're going to take action. And so having one clear, defined uh, call to action is really important. So like the call to action 
we had several calls to action in the squatty potty, but it was the same call to action. It was very direct. If you're a human being who poops from your butt, then click here to the squatty potty.com to get your squatty potty today. That that's very direct. And uh, it's amazing to see, Hey, I'm ready to just check this out. Is this for real? Is this, you know, what, what, what you know, they want to get, they're curious about it. But the one call to action, um, I, I would say is extremely important. And one thing that I did learn working at that hospital that I was telling you is I, I was raising money for them and uh, I was working with the foundation for the hospital and they were asking for $25,000 from people. And I says, you know what? You, you, I think you're doing it all wrong. And they're like, well, why? Why are we doing it all wrong? I says, you're, you're setting a cap. Your call to action should be you know, enlisting them to be more invested in the project. And uh, we went to an appointment and I says, can I take this one? And they said, sure. So I says, look, you know, he's like, how much do you need? How much do you need for the project? I says, well, the project's $122 million. You know, what can you contribute? He says, $2 million good enough? <laughs> but that's the point is that the call to action is really, really important um, and, and really taking someone through the process without limiting them from what they're supposed – what they want to do or what they can do. Yeah, I've never thought of it that way in terms of a cap because you're almost setting the bar yourself and you shouldn't. You should let the other, like the actual customer or contributor decide that. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's and that's where you'll like make that. a lot more money. Yeah. No, I've never thought of it that way. Um, so I do like that because something that you might see at the end of a crowdfunding video is the call to action will be, oh, support us. But the problem might be that if you say support us by buying our featured perk only for $80 as opposed to just contributing in general because you never know that that $80 purchase might have been your $10,000 wholesale package exactly yeah. exactly smart okay so what are these three types of video so this this is really important and it doesn't matter what type of content you're making um, the, the type of individuals that are consuming video right now only look for, for three types of videos to educate. So an education video to entertain video or to inspire video. Now, here's the thing. Um, when we did squatty potty, we knew we weren't inspiring anybody, but we knew we could educate them and entertain them at the same time. Mm -hmm. And people, when, when you do that, people find value and when they find value, they'll, they'll share. They'll share with other people. We had, we had over 1.2 million shares of our video on Facebook in the first uh, 20 days. That there are people that were literally sharing it with their friends. And so they found enough value to do that. So that's, that's the, the three types of video. For a Kickstarter, you definitely need to inspire. You definitely need to, to uh, entertain and you definitely need to educate. And, and I would work on all three areas of that. The inspiration, if it's not that type of product, doesn't need to be um, that intense. Um, but the more that people can feel invested in this, that they want to, they, they, they're all in to want to see you succeed, then it makes it easier because they're actually sharing uh, you know, the crowdfunding um, project with their friends and their friends are buying and then they're sharing, you know, so if you can really look at those elements to inspire, educate and entertain, then uh, you can definitely get a winner, uh, you know, and, and if you can only do two, uh, then you'll have a successful video. If you can only do one, 
it's never going to work. You really need to have two of the elements. So either inspire and educate or educate and entertain. Um, you know, that's just the way it works. And, you know, the, it's subtle, but what I love about those three facets is they focus on how the consumer is going to react to the video. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, you make it not based on this is what I think will be good. It's more how is somebody going to take this and are they going to be entertained by it, educated? Like, is it contributing to them somehow? Because that's really how the video will get shared and purchased. Well, for the type of videos that like the your listeners are going to be making, um, this is for crowdfunding. And so they always have to educate. That's one component that always has to be there. You just have to figure out what angle you want to go with it. Is it more inspiration or is it more, you know, uh, entertaining, you know, and you can do it in a, in a playful way or you can do it in a very inspiring way. And it's, it's very powerful. And it, it those, that when, when you have those elements come together uh, using the power pitch formula, you're able to see that um, your video will be shared and you're going to be raising money, which you're looking to do anyway. So, Which makes it easy to justify the investment of a professionally done video. <laughs> Honestly, I, yeah. I've actually seen a, a non-professionally done video that was using those elements to outperform something that was professionally done. Um, it's just that there, there is something to be said about authenticity Mm-hmm. and credibility and the credibility portion of the video is is really getting people um invested uh emotionally in in what you're trying to do. I mean this is crowdfunding and yeah. that's that's the key. And yeah, it would have been better if it was a, a better video, but you know what? It the the content of the video was just outstanding and so they had people behind them, you know, and they were able to do a lot more with that. You bring up a really good point in that. Um, so I take back what I said earlier about it has to be professionally done because if it's professionally done with garbage content, it's not going to convert. So a lot of project creators who may be on a budget and don't have $20,000 or more to spend on a video production team, what would you say is the most important element to focus on when you're on a budget creating? I could tell you the most important element you should always focus in on for every video. Okay. Um, it, it literally is your messaging. You literally need to understand the, the message that you're trying to communicate and you're trying to engage uh, the, um, you know, the viewer. And the, the important thing behind that is how are, you know, what are they really – what are they really going over? What are they concerned with? And so what I do is I, I have like a little litmus test that I do. Um, and it's, it's a really interesting thing. Um, I try to figure out, you know, uh, eight things that I would do before I make any piece of content. And that helps me really go through the process of the messaging to get the messaging absolutely just right, you know? And so, you know, there's there's just a lot of great things that you need to do, but the messaging is the, definitely the most important. Uh, and one thing that I found too is, um, and working with very talented people in the the industry that really understand that messaging is where all conversions come from. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, that the, there was some gold that uh, was in the video. We had an influencer, like in Squatty Potty, for example, we actually had someone that had a very big online audience in the video and had a line in the, 
he was like a little elf that was doing the cranking of the conveyor belt. And, and it literally was distracting from the messaging. Oh no. Okay. And I so yeah. we had to, to say, Hey, we're not going to use this. It'll be in the behind the scenes, but we're not going to use it. And, and it's tough because here we had someone we paid, you know, we paid and had them there and we got costumes and everything, but it literally detracted from the messaging. So it never made the final cut. And the, the, the most important thing is always messaging. It's always messaging. And we're running out of time here to go over what those, that litmus test is with the eight things. Yep. Do you have that available online? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I maybe somewhere, <laughs> um, I can, I can make it available. I, I think what I can do is, um, look through my archive and maybe send you a link or something like that. We can put that up. Sure. Yeah. And for the listeners, um, send me an email and I will get that off to you. It's, uh, I'll just put that in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> make it really easy show notes that's where it's yeah, at <laughs> show notes i'm just making this up as i go so i'm like what is my call to action so show notes and and it will we'll uh, figure that out later but yes because i like focusing each of these interviews on something specific and we've covered that topic you know and a little so. homework for your listeners if they're really interested in converting and going through the process what i would do is take a look at the most successful uh, crowdfunding uh, videos that are out there, mm-hmm. and see if they have that that formula that we talked about. You know that hook. You know, really grabbing their attention, talking about the problem in a way that's unique, and and uh, really educating them through the process, offering a solution, and see if you know there's the credibility pieces and call to action. And you'll be amazed that the ones that are really really good follow this formula. It might not be. That and and this is where I want you to understand. It's all about flow because you can repeat. You can do a couple other things. If you look at Squatty Potty, when you do that as well, we use that formula, but we kind of move things around a little bit. Yeah. Uh, just because what you want to do is the messaging and the flow is the most important thing, but the elements definitely need to be used. Yeah. No, I can't. I can't agree more with this. I mean, your results speak for themselves. So. <laughs> well, thanks. Great. So it has been an. Absolute pleasure having you on the show. I knew this was going to be a good interview. Um, is there a place that if people want to learn more about your work or get in contact with you, where can they go? Well, you can go to my website, uh, com, or you can just type Daryl Eves um, in YouTube. It's spelled D-E-R-R-A-L-E-V-E-S. Um, and, and you're able to see, I, I do a lot of training. Um, I, I basically got sick of answering questions for my clients. So I made a YouTube channel that was all about, you know, video marketing and YouTube how to stuff and, uh, slowly, well, not slowly, really fast. I became the number one most subscribed. I have over 200 and, you know, 20,000 subscribers on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can go to those two places and if you really want to see some fun, uh, I just launched a brand new YouTube channel. It's called the Geekify Guys. Okay. And uh, in 28 days, we got 10,000 subscribers, and we're right around 4 million views. And, wow. And uh, you're able to see the same thing. It's, it, I'm using the same formula. There is a formula, a part of every video that we do. Okay. And it, it's the same formula. It's just really grabbing their attention, taking them through the process. And the call to action in this case would be, you know, subscribing. And, you know, the proof's in the pudding. If we were able to get 10,000 subscribers – uh, just in 28 days. So that's incredible. 
And um, guys, be sure to subscribe to Daryl Eves. If you watch his uh, Who is Daryl Eves video, you'll, you're in for a pleasant surprise. It's shock. It's great. <laughs> I love it. It's the power pitch formula, isn't it? It <laughs> I don't is, really. Have my well, I kind of have credibility pieces in there, but yeah. Uh, no, but you know, he's, um, it's good. No spoilers, but you should just go. So, great. Well, thank you so much for, uh, for being on the show and for your time I, today. I appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you. All right. So, did you love it? That wraps up episode 128, which is one of my all-time favorite episodes, not even just from this podcast, but in general, because the man is a genius with video and he has the results to support it. So, um, guys, again, really stoked in just a few short weeks on May 15th, we're dropping the new brand and a brand new podcast with all new content. So to stay in the know, again, go to kirsten.com. There's also, that's going to be our main hub from now on as I'm Kirsten. So it just makes sense to have kirsten.com as the brand. So any new resources to uh, get notified when the new podcast is dropping, please do go to k h-i-e-r-s-t-y-n.com. Apart from that, uh, let's wrap this up and I'll see you in the next episode. Are you launching a product on either Kickstarter or Shopify and you're feeling completely overwhelmed with the process? Hi there, my name is Kirsten, the CEO of Launch and Scale. To date, we've helped several online sellers sell millions of dollars online and scale their business from zero to seven figures by focusing on building an audience of fans that will actually convert into paying customers. If you're serious about building a seven-figure e-commerce brand with less time and less risk, you should check out our product launchpad. PLP is a proven accelerator that takes you step-by-step through the process of launching and scaling your product brand. Brands like the Monk Manual, Aberlite, Series Chill, Jamstack, and several others were all launched using our product launch pad. So if you'd like to be our next success story, go to launchandscale.co slash PLP to learn more. And for a limited time, we're offering a seven-day trial of the product launch pad for only $1. Again, go to launchandscale.co slash PLP to learn more.